The word of our Lord that we consider together this morning is today's second Bible reading, the one from Colossians chapter 3. In the name of Jesus Christ, the one who was born to be the Prince of Peace, dear fellow children of God. War in Ukraine. War in Gaza. Protests in the streets. Violence with guns. Senseless accidents that claim innocent lives. Restless worries that stir up our hearts. This world is anything but a peaceful place. On the night of Jesus' birth, angels proclaimed glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Where is this peace that God's angels proclaimed? As we look at the world around us, we might be tempted to ask, can there even be peace on earth? In today's gospel reading from Luke chapter 2, we see a man and a woman who had perfect peace. Simeon and Anna were at the temple the day that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus there 40 days after his birth. The Holy Spirit told Simeon that that baby in Mary's arms was the long-promised Savior. Simeon took baby Jesus into his own arms and he said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Having enjoyed Christmas on earth, Simeon was ready to go celebrate Christmas in heaven right then if that was God's plan for him. And Anna had lived a long life that had been filled with much sadness and deep and profound loss. But when she saw baby Jesus, she thanked God and excitedly told others about the newborn Savior. And what exactly was it about this little child that gave them peace like that? There was nothing all that impressive in Jesus' appearance. There was no glory radiating from his tiny body. In fact, the glory of that occasion didn't look nearly as impressive as the glory that we heard about in the first Bible reading on the day that Solomon dedicated the brand new temple. On that day, countless sacrifices were offered and this thick cloud filled the temple, symbolizing the presence and the glory of God. But Simeon and Anna realized they were seeing something even greater. This little child would accomplish something that all of those animal sacrifices through the whole Old Testament could never achieve. This little child was born to be the sacrifice to establish peace between the holy God who hates sin and human beings who sin every day. Simeon did not know the details of Jesus' suffering and death, but he knew this little one was born to pay a high and deadly price. He turned to Mary and he said to her, a sword will pierce your own soul too. Describing that unfathomable grief that Mary felt some 33 years later as she stood by the cross of Jesus. 
that was the sacrifice her son was born to make. The Son of God would satisfy the anger of God the Father over sin. And there is peace with God for us. As Simeon held in his arms the one who would die to give him this peace, he thankfully said, Lord, my eyes have seen your salvation. And with eyes of faith, you and I too have seen the Lord's salvation again this Christmas. The child who was born to rescue us from our guilt and from eternal death. And when Simeon and Anna saw the newborn Jesus, it changed their lives. How does seeing the Savior impact us? First of all, it changes who we are. Listen to this description of your brand new identity in Christ. The opening verse of our sermon reading, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. God has chosen you to be his very own. The same God who chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus, the same God who chose Simeon and Anna to see the newborn Savior, this God has chosen you from eternity to be his child. This is not something that we earn or deserve in any way. In fact, our sins make us unworthy of this. This is pure grace, a gift that God chose you in Christ so that you would have faith to see Jesus, the Son of God, as your Savior. And you never have to wonder if God has chosen you. Your faith in Jesus is sure evidence that you are one of God's chosen people. God also says that you are holy. He sees no sins in his record book of your life. How can God call us holy when we sin every day? Only because his own son was born to be declared guilty in our place and to shed his blood that purifies us from all sin. Seeing the Son of God, our Savior, by faith changes who we are. Won't it then also change the way we live? We are to live in the holiness that God has given us in Christ. So what does that look like in our lives? God lets us know. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We are to wrap these qualities around us like clothing so that others will see them in what we say and do. These articles of spiritual clothing are not things that we make by ourselves. Jesus alone has achieved them as he lived them all perfectly. And the life that 
you and I receive by faith fills us with these gifts and enables us to reflect them to others. Do you show compassion? Compassion is a heartfelt concern, a willingness to let the pain that others are feeling affect you so that you respond. Compassion is rooted in the compassion that Jesus showed to us when he did not pass us by in our need. Let's clothe ourselves with compassion so that we do not pass by others in their needs. Kindness will lead us to put away harsh words and any feelings of bitterness towards others so that we will show a heartfelt concern that kindly looks out for what is good for others. Dressed in humility, we will put the needs of others ahead of our own. Humility results when we remember our own unworthiness before God and the love of our Savior, who humbled himself, putting us first as he suffered and died for us. Gentleness may sound like weakness, but it is not. It takes great strength to gently respond when others are being angry or selfish. This strength comes from Christ alone. And patience, that's the willingness to not give up on others. Satan suggests that if someone says or does one or two things that we don't like, that we have a right to hold a grudge or refuse to speak to them. What if God treated us that way? May we pray for God's strength to display patience with others, the patience that he has shown to us first. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And since we and others cannot perfectly put those things into practice, we need what comes next. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Instead of criticizing others for their faults, we are to bear with them to strive to help them grow in Christ. We will forgive others from our hearts, just as the Lord forgives us repeatedly and completely. And the love of Christ binds all of these virtues and these actions together in perfect unity, holding them close to us so they are ready for us to use whenever we need them. And when that love of Christ is wrapped around us, there will be peace. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This Bible word rule describes the work of a referee who knows the regulations and the rules and makes the call. Let the peace of Christ make the call in your life. Are you feeling worried or afraid? 
Let the peace of Christ make the call that calms your hearts with his promise to work for your good. Do you feel guilty about a past sin? The peace of Christ makes the call, assuring you that that sin has been paid for in full at the cross. Are you tempted to be selfish or angry when life seems unfair? Let the peace of Christ make the call so that it blows the whistle and calls us to repentance so that we strive to do what is good and right for others regardless of what they've done to us. When the peace of Christ rules in your heart, then there is peace for you and in you and through you to others. To remain securely in this peace and to gladly share it with others, we need continual contact with God's love and truth. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. The message of Christ dwells in us when we gather in God's house each week as he commands, as we teach and encourage one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, The message of Christ dwells in us when we study it together with fellow believers, when we read and think about it day by day in our homes, by ourselves, or with our families. And then we are richly blessed because the Word of God is continually directing us to the Son of God, the one that Simeon and Anna rejoiced to see the one who was born to give us peace. In him alone, there is confidence and contentment in Christ and his forgiving love. Can there be peace on earth as those Christmas angels proclaimed? Even as there is warfare and violence in our world, even as our hearts may wonder what challenges and difficulties might await us in the new year, God promises peace. He assures you that all is well between you and him. And the proof is seen in the one, the Son of God, who was born and in whom you see the Lord's salvation. Where is this peace on earth? It is in you, child of God. Your Savior's gift to you. Amen.